Some of them are going to medical school or they're doctors, marine biologists. I am the farm town girl who goes and pets cows after dinner. Compared to these girls, I'm no one. <laughs> they call the last name and it's Marilyn. And I had to take a second just to not ugly cry on stage. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Interesting People Podcast. I'm joined by Fiona Nagy. You are Miss Maryland Earth United States 2017. Is that right? That is correct. Thank you so much for having me and for getting my title right. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot there. So what is the Earth Pageant or what would it be called? The Miss Earth Pageant is an international organization with a focus of not only promoting young women, but promoting the health and well-being of our planet. It's a pageant-based platform. Essentially, they want to know how you're using your title to better your planet and to better your community. And there are lots of pageant-based platforms. And when it comes to doing pageant-based platform, you a lot of times kind of have free reign over what your community outreach is going to be. The Miss Earth organization puts a focus on the health and well-being of our planet. So all of the young women who compete within the Miss Earth organization, whether it's at the state, the national, the international level, are going to have platforms or community outreach centered around the health and well-being of the planet. So you have your own individual conservation or green platform yourself? Yes, I do. So I started Conservation One Act at a time actually about this time last year when I was prepping for Miss Maryland Earth United States, so prepping for my state title. And I really wanted to dig down deep and find something that I felt was relatable to everyone because I think at the core of it, everyone knows that taking care of our planet is the right thing to do. I say whether or not you believe in global warming and climate change, we can all agree that this is the only planet we get. We're not colonizing Mars. We're not (laughs) colonizing the moon. Like, this is it, okay? So we have to take care of it. But I think a lot of people are overwhelmed and they just really don't know where to start. I mean, even me, I was kind of intimidated when I first took that first initial step into competing with Miss Earth United States because it's a huge topic. How do you break that down? So Conservation One Act at a Time started off as a video series that I did on my Facebook. I did three to five minute videos that covered a new topic every week. For example, one week I did energy efficiency. So I talked with people about how they could help save energy and what the benefit to the planet was and also the benefit to the wallet. How is it going to personally impact me positively. So things like switching over to CFL light bulbs, carpooling to work, that kind of thing. Something that anybody can do, regardless of age, how much money you make, something that anyone can do. And I did 12 videos and I planned, filmed, edited, put them all up on myself. That eventually catapulted me into doing my kids camp, which was camp conservation over the summer at the Damascus Recreational Camp. And I also got to visit a few schools. I was able to reach out to over 150 kids and just get them involved in nature. So we did things like planting green beans. I had a nature scavenger hunt that they went out and they had to look for this list of things. And it essentially just got them more involved in nature. So maybe they weren't thinking, oh, I'm out, you know, exploring the world. But next time maybe they're outside, they're going to be looking for those things and being more connected to them. So your video series, is that one of the things that helped you stand out when you started getting into the pageant scene that you could point people to that? Or is that something that you see a lot of other young women doing? I definitely feel like it was something different because it's such a huge undertaking to do a video and not one video, but to do 12 (laughs) of them even. It's such a huge undertaking. And I literally had a DSLR camera, a tripod and me. (laughs) (laughs) And So essentially, I would go and put my tripod out like on my back deck and like film my intro 
and then uh, film me doing these things, like actually showing people me doing these things. And it was a huge undertaking. And I think that definitely made me stand out because, of course, I had my volunteer work that I was doing on top of that. But it was something that if anyone searched for me or they went to my page, they could physically see me teaching people and they could physically see me doing something. And I think that definitely helped not only give me an edge, but I think it also really helped put me out there in my community. What's the thing you feel like if someone needs to start conserving, what's the first thing they should go to? Water conservation, it's such a big deal, especially here in Maryland. We take so much from the Chesapeake Bay. It's such a huge, not only economic factor for us here on the eastern seaboard, but it's also a ecological factor. I mean, it's home to thousands of species of plants and animals. We depend on it for work and for leisure. And there's such a finite amount of water in the world. I, When I did one of my videos on water conservation, I basically took this globe and I broke it down into this pie chart. And there's all this water on our planet. And then there's this teeny, weeny, weeny little sliver that you barely can even see on this pie chart. And that's what all of us human beings are sharing for fresh drinking water and fresh water that we can actually use. So if you're going to get into any sort of conservation, look into water conservation. It's super easy. Going back to my videos, talk about using things like low flow shower heads, collecting rainwater for your gardens, that kind of thing. So just be conscious. Take shorter showers if you can. Take showers that aren't steaming hot water, which is really hard to do when it's 12 degrees outside. <laughs> How did you get involved in the pageant scene? When I went to compete in my first pageant, I will say um, I had mixed feelings because I was definitely one of those people who had all the wrong stereotypes about pageants. I didn't really know how I felt about pageantry, but then there was the other side of me who really loved glitz and glam, and I'm a huge girly girl. If this gives you any idea about who I am when I was little. I wanted to be a CIA secret agent Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like that juxtaposition for me of those two different sides. But I'd always wanted to do it. I love Miss Congeniality. It's probably been one of my favorite movies. I've always said I want to be Gracie Lou Freebush when I grow up. <laughs> Sandra Bullock is my idol. If you're listening, I love you. She <laughs> my initial reason for getting involved in pageantry was really superficial, honestly. I just wanted to feel glitzy and glammy and be up on stage in a pretty dress and hair and makeup. But then I started thinking about, as I prepared for that pageant, why I wanted to be a title holder. Why I wanted to be essentially someone who not only represents our state at a national level, but be someone who young women look up to. And I thought about my own life, and I was diagnosed at 15 with depression, seasonal depression, and a mild anxiety disorder. I had worked so hard to overcome that, and I really wanted to to be a shining light for people who were struggling. And I really wanted to use my title and my position of power and leadership to show people that you can absolutely overcome anything, especially young people who are struggling with mental illness. So originally it was very superficial, but as I started to really dig down deep, that's when I realized that there was a lot more to it than I thought. I also have a lot of depression issues myself. I found facing the anxiety of crowds and kind of turning that into fuel. Is that something you find as well? Or I've always had a love for being in front of people. I love public speaking. I actually remember a guidance counselor, and I want to say like second or third grade, telling my parents, you better get that kid into some acting classes. <laughs> I've always loved this stage, but I think in many ways that sharing my own story has been a huge part of my own recovery, my continued recovery, as I like to call it, because as I'm sure you'll understand, depression is not something that I will ever say I got rid of. We'll live with this for the rest of my life, and just like I evolve as I get older, so does my illness. My illness evolves, and it takes new forms 
norms. So it's a big part of my continued recovery, being able to share and give back, especially since at one point I was the person in need of hearing stories and hearing people who had become successful despite that roadblock. What came first, the activism or the pageants? How long have you been doing activism? I mean, it's Damascus. It's hard not to bump into doing stuff. <laughs> I think they came together because for a long time I wanted to be more involved in my community, especially as I feel like I took so much from my community, not in a bad way, but I felt like my community gave me so much to help raise me up and to help me get through the hard times in my life. I wanted to find a way to give back, but it can be really overwhelming. A lot of, I didn't know where to start. There were so many different avenues. I'm like, okay, do I go down this road with this organization or this road and how do I get started? So pageantry kind of opened that door for me and gave me a more focused way of getting involved with the community. What was the road to Miss Maryland Earth United States? Did you win titles beforehand or is that your first big win? So I competed for three years before I ever won any sort of award, before I ever had any sort of placement, before I ever saw any I want to call it physical success because there were success in other ways. Miss Maryland Earth United States was Earth Day weekend. Started prepping for that probably around December, January of last year. It was finding focus, mm -hmm. figuring out my platform. Something really exciting I got to do is I flew out to Vegas to get new headshots done. I got to shoot with uh, Georgina Vaughn, who is the official photographer for Miss Universe and Miss USA. So that was amazing. But it was really building my brand and building that platform and building awareness in my community and then competing at Miss Maryland Earth United States. And then for the first time ever, not only winning my title, but also I won the director's award, which to me, it's Miss Congeniality chosen by the director. So there's Miss Congeniality or Miss Personable. There's different titles, but there's that award, which is chosen by the contestants for the woman you feel is the most outgoing. And then there's a director award, which is the director's choice for who was most helpful in outgoing pageant weekend. And that was all the girls I competed with, even different states. So that was extremely humbling and exciting. And then began the prep for Miss Earth United States, which is the national pageant in D.C. So you got to meet girls from all over the country. What kind of ideas came out of that, of talking to other contestants? I think the one thing that just stood out to me the most was the passion. The most exciting part about pageant for me is how inspiring the women I compete with are. And what I've come to realize is these women are truly just so in tune with our planet and they make me want to be a better person. I mean, some of these women are putting themselves through law school. They are putting themselves through medical school. Miss Florida Earth United States, if I'm not mistaken, is a marine biologist. So she was super passionate about our waterways and it was just so exciting and inspiring to talk to all these women from around the country who really truly love our planet and who really truly want to make a difference in their community. We try and talk as much as we can, but when you're at the national pageant, you're getting up at probably five or six in the morning, straightened hair and makeup. You spend all day doing community service activities and rehearsals and dinner and then more rehearsals and more activities. And then by the time you get to your room, it's like 12 or one in the morning and you're asleep for maybe four hours and you're up <laughs> doing it again. So being up there on the stage, what's the blocking like? How do you get used to doing the walk? up and down. Is there any kind of like surprise stuff to that or just <laughs> stage presence? 
the stage part is the part that is the hardest because when you're watching Miss USA or Miss Universe or Miss Earth, those women are so graceful. I mean, they make it look so easy. They're just upstate, like they're floating. And it always makes me think of Michael Caine teaching Sandra Bullock <laughs> to glide down the street and she's like clomping along in her shoes. And <laughs> so a big part of my pageant prep was I started working with a coach last January on my walking because you have to make it muscle memory, especially for me. I get what I call stage amnesia. I get up on stage and I blank out. I don't remember anything that's going on and I get off stage. I'm what did I just do? What just happened? I have no idea what I even just did up there. So I had to make it muscle memory. So I had to practice walking for each portion of competition until it came second nature. And there's so much fine tuning that goes on because when you're up on stage, you of course have to make it look effortless and easy, but internally you're screaming, especially if you, like me, made it into a semifinalist position and now you're doing a whole new pattern. You rehearse 24-7. We have rehearsals that over the course of a day, 12 hours practicing, whether that be on stage with the person who is giving you the directions or that be in your room afterwards. And not everyone makes semifinalists, but they try and get everyone to practice what happens if you make a semifinalist position. But you, you spend a lot of time watching, so you maybe might get 10 minutes of practice on the actual stage doing what you're supposed to do, but you really have to be in tune and you have to be really aware of what's going on that way. If you do make semifinalists, you're not completely blanking out, but they're really good about giving you direction. They have someone kind of at the front of the stage. They're dressed in all black and you can't really see them from audience perspective, but we can see them. So if we're in a spot for too long, we're in the right spot. You know, Courtney will be like, go, 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 go. You're not supposed to be there. Go, go. She'll direct us, tell us where we need to be. And then it's, you know, a matter of being present on stage, connecting with the judges, connecting with the audience looking like you're not internally screaming and paying attention to what Courtney is telling you to do. So it's very much multitasking. You made it fairly far in the United States competition, right? Were you a semifinalist or you looked like you were in the top 15 or top 10? I made it up to the top 10. So going into Miss Earth United States, my coach will kill me for saying this. I told her, I said, I just want to make top 20. And she goes, no, that's the wrong attitude. You need to go there to win it. And I just said, look, I love you, but I want to be realistic with myself. I don't want to sound like I wasn't confident in my ability, but I also was like, I want to set realistic goals. I was like, as long as I make top 20, I'll be fine. So essentially what happens is you compete Friday night in semifinals and all that week you've also competed. So the Miss Earth United States organization puts us through a very comprehensive judging process. You have multimedia, social media, you have a video that you have to do. You also have public speaking, which you're judged on. You have a private interview with the judges. You have runway, which is in a gown you do not get to see until you get there for pageant. So you don't get to walk in it ahead of time. You have your personal evening gown. You have swimsuit. So it's a very comprehensive thing they put you through. And so Friday night, you compete in all the stage portion of the preliminary competition. And then you don't find out until the next day, Saturday, when you're on stage. So you have all (laughs) night to just (laughs) stew on that. So I'm standing on stage and they're calling the names for the top 25. And of course, this is packed audience. Not only, you know, are there tons of people, you know, probably 100 people at least in the audience, but we also Facebook lived it. Miss Earth United States has a huge international following since they're one of the top four international pageants. We're in this beautiful, gorgeous white stage in the Leslie Schleslinger Performing Arts Center in D.C. And we are on this beautiful white stage. All of us, almost 50 women are up there and they have this 
big screen backdrop behind all of us. And the acoustics in there can be kind of weird, whether or not you can hear the hosts saying the names or not. And when they call a girl, they show her headshot behind you. About halfway through, they call a state. I'm like, did they say Maryland? You could see me on the video. I'm like, I'm like, did they say Maryland? Did they say Maryland? <laughs> and <laughs> and I turn my head around in the most ungraceful way possible. I whip my head around and there's my picture and it says Maryland. And audibly in the video, you can hear me squeal. <laughs> I squeal and I go and they call me, you know, then you go and you run, run, run as fast as you can. Because the next thing you have to do is get changed into your gown that is chosen by our designer. We had a hand-picked gown. We didn't get to see it ahead of time. We didn't really get to do much walking practice in it. It is not ours to keep, but you essentially have to work this gown. It's like a fashion show in a sense. (laughs) The top 20 compete in that. And after that, they call the top 15, which my name was second to be called for top 15. And of course, at this point, I've made it past where I had even set my goal. So I'm 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 in this <laughs> new space of I'm excited, but I don't feel as nervous as I did. But I kind of also do because now I'm like, I'm going to do this thing now. I'm here. Let's do it. So they call you for top 15 and you compete in swimsuit, which is so nerve wracking because you're in front of hundreds of people in nothing but six inch stilettos and a bikini. (laughs) But I worked so hard on my swimsuit body. I did not have chocolate cake for almost 16 weeks. I worked out six days a week. Okay, so I'm rocking it. And after you compete in swimsuit, they call the top 10. Top 10 is interesting because, again, you run, run, run backstage. You get switched out. You're in your evening gown. And what essentially do is they bring all 15 girls on stage. And instead of them calling the top 10 and then those girls going backstage and us individually coming out and competing, you get called into top 10 and you compete right then and there in front of all the girls on stage and everyone Mm. in the audience. So you really don't have that breather moment to take in what has just happened. You got to hit the floor running. They get down, they call, call five names, they call seven names, they call nine names and there's one name left. There's one state left and I'm looking at the girls that I'm competing with. I know them. One of them is a model. She modeled for several bikini and wellness. One of the girls has competed in Miss Oklahoma USA multiple times. She was a roommate to Olivia Jordan, who was our Miss USA. I mean, these girls are just amazing. They Some of them are their own CEOs of nonprofits. Some of them are going to medical school or they're doctors, marine biologists. And I'm standing there and I'm like, I am the farm town girl who goes and pets cows after dinner. I'm I'm, I'm like, compared to these girls, I'm no one. (laughs) So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be the last name. And my boyfriend said at this point, him and his mom are in the audience. He said she's gripping his leg so hard he thought he might lose (laughs) circulation to part of it. So here I am standing on stage. They call the last name and it's Maryland. And I like kind of halfway drop down to my knees and then pick myself back up. And I had to take a second just to not ugly cry on stage. (laughs) And I had to think of myself, Sarah, Sarah, who's my makeup artist, my hair and makeup artist. She's amazing. I love her to death, Sarah. You're you're the bomb. Had done my makeup (laughs) at five that morning. And by that time, it's like seven at night and it still looks flawless. I'm like, if I start crying off this makeup here on stage, Sarah will kill me. I got to get it together and (laughs) get this train rolling. So competed in that. The cut down after that goes from 10 girls to four, Mm. which is a huge cut down. But essentially, the nice thing about doing that 
that is we have three elemental queens. We have air, water, fire, and then, of course, our winner, earth. All four girls get a crown and sash. It's a huge cut down, but I think it makes for a better production to do that. I was really blessed to make it into the top 10, and it was an incredibly (laughs) emotional experience. I've always wondered, watching pageants, what it's like to be that last name called, and I've always kind of wanted to know, but not really. Now I can say I do, and I don't know if I'd ever want to go through that again. That was an intense moment in my life. I still look back on it, and I can feel those same emotions I felt in that moment. What's the pageant future for you? Oh, man, I don't know. At this point, (laughs) calling it semi-retirement pageantry filled I don't want to say a void in my life but you know it it creates so many opportunities for me especially transitioning from high school into what I call the honorary adult period of my life which I am still in (laughs) you know when you become an adult there are so many things that I don't want to say you have to give up but you are very hard-pressed for time and money and it's not mom and dad taking care of you and driving you places anymore and you have to kind of make your own decisions about what to pursue and there were things that I did have to give up that I really loved I was a classically trained violinist for 10 years and that didn't come with me into the next part of my life which makes me sad but it is also a nice thing to reflect on I did figure skating for several years I used to dance But a lot of those things didn't get to follow me, but I was in this void where I still needed to have something to do, and pageantry kind of filled that for me. But here I am now where I need to take time to work on my career and to work on myself personally. There are some things that I want to improve on, and I feel like pageantry is very time-consuming, which is a good thing and a bad thing. So I'm calling it semi-retirement. I don't have any plans for another competition, but I will never say never. I love pageantry. It's been such a huge part of my life. I won't say that I won't ever do it again. But for now, I'm not making any moves to compete again. Okay, so then looking backwards to your time as Miss Maryland Earth, have there been some big moments in your, I guess, reign? You were in a crown, so yes. i got to say reign. Yes, your reign. <laughs> um, you're absolutely correct. I think one of the biggest things for me is when I was teaching camp conservation at the community center. I had almost 150 kids, and I took them in kind of turn. And I had one little boy, which, you know, little boys are very rambunctious, I think, just by nature most of the time. But I had one little boy who was completely disinterested in absolutely everything that I, I mean, it hurt me because I wanted to feel like I was connecting to each of these kids and I wanted them to feel like they were really getting something out of it. But he was just not having it. He was not interested in any of it, or at least so I thought. My last day of teaching summer camp was the day before I left for Miss Earth United States for my competition. And we finished the activities for the day. And afterward, they said, okay, we're going to get a picture of all of you guys together. Today is her last day. Tomorrow she's going for competition. So all the kids huddle up together, all 150 of them. (laughs) And we get this big group photo. I'm in my crown and sash. As soon as the picture's done, this little boy who's on the other side, he runs straight up to me. And he wraps his arms around me and gives me this giant hug. And he says, when I grow up, I want to save the planet just like you. And I just, I melted a little bit inside. And it was such a reminder to me that even if you cannot see what is going on inside of somebody, you can be impacting them. And that's such a big reason of why I got into pageantry, not just for the health and well-being of our planet, but the health and well-being of the people and our community members. Like I said, living with depression and anxiety, you know, you don't always know what's going on inside of somebody. 
somebody. And I always hope that just by sharing my own story that even if I don't know someone that maybe I will impact them positively. So it was just such a big reminder of that. And that was the thing I kept going back to when I was on stage and I was, you know, <laughs> internally <laughs> freaking out is that reminder of that little boy. And that's the reason why I do it all is to help people and to make a positive impact on our planet and on my community. Have you done any other kind of collaborations as you've been going around as Miss Miss Maryland Earth? I don't know why I keep I keep wanting to call you Miss Earth. I keep skipping our state I for wish, some reason. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with Streamlink about a month and a half ago. We went down to the Monoxy River Basin here in Frederick and we planted 400 Maryland native trees. And that was just a small portion. They had done those kind of plantings like every weekend over so many weeks. I so I did that with them, which it was like the first real cold day, which now looking back, I'm like, that was warm. (laughs) (laughs) I worked with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation for Clean the Bay Day back over the summer, which interestingly enough, I found out through that that we didn't have any Clean the Bay Day activities, any cleanups in Maryland. I had to go to Virginia to do one. So, what, really? Yeah. So I, at least as far as I could find on my own research. So I'm really hoping that this year we can get together and put together something in Maryland that was really exciting and really rewarding. And that was kind of my first big appearance after I got crowned was being out there and doing that. So it was really a great chance to help bring awareness to the organization, to what we're doing. You know, one of the things I did too is Damascus has the Damascus Day Parade, which is like a celebration of our town. And people always complain after the parade that there's so much trash. I mean, a big part of the parade is we throw out, I don't even want to know how much candy. It's probably (laughs) for Damascus, like the second biggest candy selling time besides Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) Because all the stores in Damascus are sold out of candy. I was part of the parade throwing out candy to kids. So the day afterward, it was about a million and five degrees outside. And I invited everyone in the community to come out. And I went and did a cleanup of that in my crown and sash. And it's literally probably a hundred and one degrees outside and it was absolutely horrendous (laughs) but it was also super satisfying again it's about showing people you can be pretty and you can do something beneficial you know i'm not afraid to break a nail or (laughs) or to get a little bit sweaty i'm my dad is a what i call a geology enthusiast so he is an electrician by trade but he is super big into rocks and growing up we went on all sorts of mineral digs and i was down in the dirt physically digging up gemstones and that was such a big part of my childhood so that came first before the glitz and the glam did so that's such a big part of what i do is physically showing people to be active do you big into hiking or any of that stuff over the summer i did go to sugarloaf a few times which i enjoyed one of my favorite summertime activities is swimming i have a few secret swimming holes and i love to take my dog down and just jump in the creek and go for a swim i have a creek that runs through my backyard so as a little girl like i would be muddy down in there and that definitely (laughs) translates my boyfriend is a huge outdoorsman and we go fishing a lot you know in a few weeks i'll be going to florida so i'm a complete beach bunny so i will be spending as much time out on the beach as possible (laughs) so yeah absolutely i love to do things outdoors and before you ask because i know that people have asked this before when i say i'm into fishing i will sometimes bait my own hook it depends on what we're using (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah fishing can be a bunch of fun so are there any other misconceptions you'd want to clear up about pageantry or the environment yeah absolutely (laughs) when it comes to pageantry so going back to my title i don't correct people typically when i'm out and they're like oh miss maryland miss maryland because it's just not like the right time and place everything that comes in my title everything that comes after even from the miss because there are misses there's misses there 
there's teen miss, there's elite miss, there's also everything in that title is important for a different reason. There's so many organizations. My title is Miss Maryland Earth United States and of course my year 2017. I am completely separate from Miss Maryland who goes to compete at Miss America or Miss Maryland USA who goes to compete at Miss USA. So it's really important. <laughs> Every single bit of that. I'm different from Miss Maryland United States who goes to compete at Miss United States. Every bit of that title is so important. And then I think another one, it just comes to, I think me as a person, my job as a title holder, as a queen, as a leader is to be confident, to exude confidence 24 seven. But I also want, especially young women to realize, you know, I'm not perfect and I don't want to pretend to be perfect either. But I don't think that's attainable. As much as it is my job to exude confidence, I don't have a problem saying that because of what I live with on a daily basis, I find myself doubting myself a lot. And that's normal. It's normal to doubt yourself, but it's about figuring out how to overcome that and how to, even though you're not quite sure about what is right and what is wrong, it's about figuring out how to move forward and to continue to do what you think is right, even if maybe you make a mistake. And I make mistakes and I make poor judgment calls once in a while, but it's about learning from that. And I always say my personal saying I came up with myself is, you can be anyone you want in this life, but at the end of the day, being yourself is what is most rewarding. So don't be afraid to be yourself, to be a CIA secret agent, Disney <laughs> princess. You know, it's okay to have those kinds of dreams and wishes. Well, I think the most important part of chasing a dream is realizing that the journey to the dream is more important than the dream itself in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And I think one of the best things that I ever heard anyone say to me is turning your dreams into goals. And I think that was such an impactful thing for me because when I was 14, 15 years old, I did not want to live to see another year. I did not expect to live to see another year. I was really in a, a very bad spot. I was incredibly self-destructive. I had zero self-confidence. I had no ambition, no inspiration. And here I am, you know, five, six, well, well, more than that, almost 10 years later. Jeez, <laughs> ah, where did time go? You know, almost 10 years later, turning these dreams into goals. I used to watch Miss USA and Miss America. And I mean, those girls, they look perfect on stage or gliding across. They have these glamorous lives that are full of glitz and glam and new cars and handsome men and traveling the world. And I just never thought I could do any of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was capable of it. I didn't think that it was for me. I didn't think my life was valuable enough for that. And sure, maybe some of that I idolized and I talked up a little more than <laughs> what they actually do. But here I am getting to travel the world and meeting amazing people and, and doing amazing things like being on stage in front of thousands of people and talking to you, getting to share my story. And I think it really hit me when I was in Vegas, which was amazing, shooting with Georgina. And Georgina... She puts you up in all this beautiful hair and makeup, and you're an amazing gown. And like I said, she's official photographer for Miss USA and Miss Universe. So her pictures are absolutely breathtaking. We got done shooting and she's on her camera and she goes, let me show you a few of these photos. And she's scrolling through them and I didn't even realize it and I'm crying. And she goes, oh no, why are you crying? I'm like, if I had said to myself at 14 or 15 years old, you know, this is what you'll be doing. This is who you'll be. I would have been in disbelief. It is all about turning those dreams into goals and everything that came with it, that entire journey 
And like I said, it's been such a big part of my own recovery and such a big part of moving forward with my own life. It's been incredible to partake in that and to share that with the people around me and to be able to be open about who I am. Thank you so much for telling me about that. I always wrap up all my interviews with the same question. I'm going to have to change how I word it. Is it's always been, what are you looking most forward to in the future? And uh, then I would follow up with, a, what are you looking forward to in 2018? But I guess I could still say that because we're just in the second day of the year. So what are you looking the most forward to this year and in the future? Every year, I always say, oh, if I told myself a year ago, this is where I'd be, I would never believe it. So I have no idea what 2018 is going to hold. I really, there are some things that I know I want to do. I really would love to do some more traveling this year. I'm hoping. I don't know to where, but any traveling is good. I am going to Florida for vacation in a few weeks and I'm going to Disney for my birthday. Yay! (laughs) Disney princess time. I don't really know what 2018 holds, but I know that whatever it is, I will look forward to sharing it with my friends, with my family, with my community. I think one of the big things that I know is going to happen is crowning my successor. Earth Day weekend, that's when Miss Maryland Earth United States 2018 will be crowned Earth Day weekend at the Crystal City Marriott in Crystal City, Virginia. If anybody's interested in coming, we'd love to have you. Or competing, love to have you. But I do look forward to that. It'll be... (laughs) bittersweet thing because I have enjoyed my time as Miss Maryland Earth United States but I can't wait to see what the next young woman brings to this title and brings to this organization and I hope that she is prepared for an amazing journey that and it sounds so cliche and I always thought it sounded cliche when pageant girls said that on their outgoing speeches but I hope that she is ready for an amazing journey that will truly change her life because it has changed mine. Well thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me.